1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. Now, Tame Welker writes in, big time,
2: Rough Riders fan. Says, do the Rough Riders sign or let Charleston Hughes go? Sounds like Chucky's gone. How about that? Charleston Hughes will be sitting in that chair tomorrow guy who's been at an
0: elite level over the last number of years and just doesn't slow down. Charleston Hughes is a massive part of the brand of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders.
1: This is the Rod Peterson
2: Show. It is. Coast to coast. Welcome, everybody, uh, to the RP Show. It's episode number 413 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. RP here and dupes there. Let's get into it. Let's go. You heard the intro there with Charleston Hughes, and I said that he would be sitting in that chair. That's not true. I, I've learned that Charleston Hughes will be joining us from the set of his podcast, Better With Age. He and his co-host, Johan Lozinski, and um, I guess this is where I normally go through the guests for the day. These guys asked to come on the show. I'm right in saying that, right? That's right. I have nothing to do with guest booking. It's all Clark, and uh, from what I understand, Charleston asked to come on late last week, and some things have gone down between he and the Rough Riders in terms of negotiations. And Chucky e. will be with us in hour two, 12.20 p.m. Central. 1.20 p.m. Eastern. I know there's a lot of people asking, a lot of people tuning in. It'll be an hour two. Uh, also, Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, will be with us. And Amanda Ruler, overall badass. She'll be with us in hour two as well. So listen, it is, if you look at the calendar, Groundhog's Day. So do you want to know the latest? Yeah. Okay, here's what it is, folks. And I'm reading from a Canadian press story. Three of Canada's most famous weather-prognosticating groundhogs are predicting an early spring. Nova Scotia's Shuba Nakati Sam and Quebec's Fred LaMarmut both had good news for their handlers this morning. I guess that means they saw the sun. Okay. So it won't be six more weeks of winter, according to those Eastern Canadian groundhogs. Wyarton, Ontario's famous albino groundhog, Wyarton Willie, was actually a no-show this morning. <laughs> what? Did you see that? Just right? what? Took the day off? Peak 2021. <laughs> Here's Wyarton Willie. I'm out! doesn't even show up! Do we got to put an APB out? For Wyarton Willie? Yeah. Maybe got sh- Maybe they took him to the train station. I don't know. <laughs> but in Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Punks Watani Phil emerged from his burrow to forecast six more weeks of winter. <clears throat> I'll say it again for those of you that might have gone off the road or fallen off your chair. <laughs> Ricky is like, what? Yeah, in Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. Punk Swatani Phil emerged from his borough to forecast six more weeks of winter. Well, I was saying to my wife last night, it's not that bad. I, Lord, don't strike me down. But it's February 1st, and the weather hasn't been that bad. I think we're in Canada. Six more weeks of winter is not a shock yeah, to take you to mid-March. That's a win. Ah. Uh, what did Jamie in Halifax say? Can you guys put that comment up there? Kyle in Cambridge, Ontario says, Roddy's on a roll today. Shuba Nakati Sam. Isn't that what he said? Shuba Nakati Sam. There's two more groundhogs that I'd never heard of before. But I think we all want to know, what's Gainer got to say? Yeah. Where's Gainer on this? wiki. Wiki. Maybe he's still asleep. Maybe he's maybe he's out with Wired and Willie somewhere. Maybe they're just getting home. They had a night. They're in one. Gain of the Gopher and Wired and Willie. Okay. Let's go to the quick six show topics, please. Thank you. Enough. Enough Mickey Mousen. Well, point one was it's Groundhog's Day, so we've, we've moved on from that. Check. Point two. NHL hockey last night. Monday, NHL leftovers. There were five games. The Flames won. They beat the Jets in a shootout. It was entertaining. The Habs won. They tore apart Vancouver. They've scored like six or more goals in every game, I think, against Vancouver this year. They've played them four or five times. Montreal's like, can we play them all the time? But the game that you all would be shocked, like – we were talking about how the Canadian division is all we're following anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to. I was at John's place, uh, John's place last night enjoying wings on wing night. Ten wings for four bucks, by the way. Whoa. Insane. They don't do that anymore. Heart, uh, they do it. John's place He's good. He's good. So how's things? And I watched the Boston-Washington game. It was the game of the night in the National Hockey League. Like, you don't have to be stuck watching just the seven. 17- it's not stuck. You don't have to limit yourself to watching the Scotia North Division because there's great hockey going on in the Mass Mutual Division. And last night, Washington was up 3 nothing. by the way, and Boston stormed back and won 5-3. They got the last laugh against Zdeno Chara. So I'm just saying there's other hockey being played outside Canada, believe it or not. Yeah. Did you have any leftovers from last night's games? No, um, not really. I, the goal
0: in the shootout from, uh, was it draw. We put it back, yeah. and he deked it back to tuck it between the legs. Like, that was really nice. Tanev scoring from his own blue line. <laughs> that was a little rough. Um, so it was a rough night for Braden Holpe. Um And then did you see the guy in, in Washington? Or, sorry, yeah, Washington. Who got all the capital sticks delivered to his house? <laughs> yes. Did you see that? I was going to follow that person on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> he had you know, $5,000 worth of the capital sticks, including all of the Zedano and he tweeted, Yo, at whatever Zedano Cheris' handle is. You haven't tweeted since 2014, <laughs> but. You want to come pick these up? <laughs> How do the sticks go to the wrong place? I don't know. And oh. what a souvenir. was a quirky thing that happened from Monday.
2: Very quirky. But like, they, you know, why are you, they should be selling them. I know. <clears throat> One time I was in Manhattan. My wife's watching right now. She'll remember this. This truck pulled up out of the blue guys jumped out of the back. They, they pulled up the back. They took racks of suits out and set them up. There's like selling them cash right there. And I'm like, can I try this jacket on? No, you want it or not? Bye, bye, bye. Obviously they were hot. Clearly as they, as they just like these sticks, just sell them. Who yeah. cares what the lie is? Just do you want it or not? So a very honest person. I think it was a woman Yeah, I don't. that got the uh, okay. delivery by mistake, the yeah. sticks for the Washington Capitals. Wow. Anyways, Miranda Foster writes in. She says, I can't wait to see the Chuckster. Well, he's coming up in about an hour's time, Miranda, just so you know, 12.20 p.m. Central, SAS time. Uh, point three, there are nine NHL games, actually eight now. There was another game postponed. The games that we'll be keying on tonight are Vancouver at Montreal, Calgary at Winnipeg, Ottawa at Edmonton. Which was the game that was postponed? Did you guys get that? Where is it here? Sabres Islanders game postponed. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness for the uh, TSN notifications. But I'll be watching games tonight. I'm on a podcast tonight, though, at 7.15. Don't keep me for 90 minutes, okay, guys? How long do you re- reasonably expect when you're being interviewed to be on a podcast? Depends board? on the show. I
0: mean, a half hour would be a long time. would be a pretty decent chunk yeah. of time. Um, yeah. If you're going if you're, if you're to be the co-host for a full episode, a half hour,
2: an hour would be pushing it. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, do we have to consider taking the CFL to the train station? You don't even watch Yellowstone and you're starting to get what that is, right? Oh, yeah. For the Yellowstone references, for people that don't know, you better start watching it. But there's there's a code on the Dutton Ranch, the Yellowstone Ranch. If they say we're taking him to the train station, means it's it's not new. But it's
0: been going like we're taking the dog to the farm, right? The dog's (laughs) got to go to the farm. Yeah, but the
2: dog can't hear you. (laughs) That's right. These are actual humans they're dealing with. That's right. And uh, and in, in one of the episodes, they say. Where's the train station? Because is not one for like hundreds of miles from around here. Exactly. <laughs> it's such a great show. Uh, point 10 uh, sorry, point 0.4, 10 people let go in the CFL office. This is where it's no laughing matter at all. And Arash Madani is on quite the tirade if you go to 3downnation.com or Arash's Twitter timeline on this, I I don't know where to go from here. It's my commentary on Cat Country 98. Today, 10 people let go, brutal, seven of them women. Arash has drawn some inferences on that, saying where's the diversity of strength thing? I'm not touching that. That's rash's thing. But my thinking is this, because I've been on the phone for the last eight, 12 hours probably straight. They still think they're going to play. And that's the positive Nature of the CFL news over the last couple days. Like all these, would they be making all these trades and movements if they didn't think they were going to play? Honestly, no. And if they're going to play, they've got to hack and slash and cut costs. And labor is your number one cost. So, as much as it sucks, for the umpteen millionth time, I said I had to learn to live after the CFL. These folks will learn to live after the CFL. So it sucks. My question is, what's taken so long? And they're not done here, by the way. So this was at the CFL headquarters. And uh, listen, I got empathy for them. I have sympathy for them. Some of them CFL lifers. But what did you think was going to happen? Especially, Would you rather just keep your job and have the league go bankrupt? Because that's the other option, by the way. right? Just keep doing what we're doing, and we're going to run this thing into the ground. So this is the way that I've read it. It sucks. The gender of those let go. I'd I'd like to think it's more of a coincidence than a fad or trend or theme. But I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it took this long. Where are you on this? Yeah, I'm not surprised at the moves that the move got made, but
0: it's the one contradiction for me to everything else that's happened in the CFL. All the player signings, all the movement, all of the coaches' signings, all of those things are business getting you set up for a season. Schedule got released, then all the moves happened, now free agency's coming. That's all, you know, things that say this is business as usual. But now hacking the league staff is like, well, getting rid of people isn't exactly getting prepared for a season, Right? That's when you bring on a couple people, get your events ready, marketing, all of those things. So this is the one move that tells me, oh, this doesn't look
2: like they're going to play. But maybe it's just in an effort to save
0: cost, and they just need to be really lean. The
2: but. only way they're going to be able to play is if they run it on a skeleton outfit, period. Yeah. So Jeff in Calgary says, should I be recalling my $2,200 from the stamps? I have no idea. I'm not telling anybody to do anything. We're just following this as it goes. This is my read on the situation. They, listen, forget June or July. I was just told this morning that's off the table. They're playing late August, prob- probably Labor Day. They might have some fans in the stadium by then. But uh, to tell you what to do with your money, I'm not not in that business. I'm not a financial planner. Trent in Norway, can we put this up, guys? Trent, Norway calling. Great to see the Groundhogs letting us know about the Canadian winter being shorter than the United States. <laughs> it's funny. See what he did there? In Norway, we can see NHL on Viesat Sport 1, 2, and 3, live or on replay. We're getting all the divisions over here. Obi seems to still have his touch after Corona time off. Stay well, everyone. Obi won Kenobi? <laughs> no, you mean Obi. Spell check, Trent. Do they have spell check in Norway? Obi-Wan. Hey, spent not enough time on this Point five. How about moving the CFL to the United States for 2021? I meant to talk about it yesterday. Did you see my tweet on that, by the way? Got a lot of reaction on it. I think that there's a very good, uh, I think that they should do it. It would take some thinking, of course. It might cost some money. But when you really think about it, look at all these colleges and all these fields. You could legitimately put the players up in dorms, feed them cafeteria style. Maybe you put them all in one city, the whole league, or maybe you have nine cities. I don't know. But if they're allowing fans down there. They love football down there. They do love the CFL. Believe me, they do. There was a poll out, it was like 10 years ago now, but it was like one in seven Americans uh, recognizes them, calls themselves a CFL fan. Maybe one in 10. I could send it to you. What do you think about the CFL moving to the United States for one year only? It could work. I think it could work. I mean, we've
0: seen it happen already, right, with the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Blue Jays both moved down. Now they're playing in leagues where it's primarily an American, you know, base for, you know, the majority of their teams. But why not? You know, there's areas in the United States. I mean, there's areas here with multiple fields. But, you know, multiple big major centers in a short, you know, two-, three-hour commute, right, where you can, you know, potentially have multiple fields and play multiple games. And, you know, hey, I'm of the belief that, hey, if there's an option that works, keep it on the table. You know, if it's playing at home, if it's playing on the road, I just, uh, I'm a believer in, in keeping all doors open. Yeah. Right? And so
2: don't shut it just because it's not Canada. Don't paint yourself into a corner. Absolutely. From some of our viewers, Jeff, the Stamps fan, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I heard the CFL with no fans was not on the table. I don't think it is on the table. You. You heard right, but there's a lot of bunk out there. You don't necessarily know what to believe anymore. As I said in my commentary today, I can't tell you if they're going to play or not, but what I can tell you is I'll tell you everything that I know, and I will not try to snow you. Never have, never will. Tame Wilker says, my buddy from California loves watching the Argos games. That's the thing. It's a great product. The CFL has always known football. Nobody will argue that, right? The product's tremendous. What it's struggled with is marketing and business. And right now that's not even important to them because they're trying to save their behinds. Nashville and Saskatoon says, Rod, your desk is slowly disappearing. Get this man a backup desk. Paul was complaining today that I'm too junky here and one of our sponsors was complaining, saying we need to be sponsored by Bianca Armor, the liquidation <laughs> house. <laughs> Who said that? I'm not saying. I know. The same person that was complaining about my golf ball holder laptop stand here. Peace. Listen, listen, we had a staff meeting today and the guy said, this golf ball holder, 50 golf balls that holds Rod's laptop is so Rod. There's a difference between what you want and what you need. And I don't need a laptop stand. Because I have one. Why go spending money when you don't need to? Does that make me cheap? Fine. Don't spend the money till the grain's in the bin. Uh, point, we're running out of time here, but you know what? We'll roll this over to Jim Lang when he joins us next. Canada's foremost NFL expert, point six, Super Bowl Media Day. A lot of fun down there in Tampa mm-hmm. yesterday, as you noticed. Actually, this is where we'll start off with Jim next. Tom Brady wants to play past the age of 45. And watching Marcus Spears this morning on uh, ESPN Get Up, he says that Tom Brady will be the guy that beats Father Time. If, if, if anybody to if, do if it.
0: anybody's going to
2: do it, it's Tom Brady. So there you go. This has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. Jim Lang joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television. Two hours live now. Across 10 provinces, 31 states. Also live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey. I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: It is. Welcome back, everybody. There is a big thing, big theme today. A lot of CFL fans can't wait for the Charleston Hughes interview. It's one hour from now. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, if I was the Riders, I'd be hanging on to number 39. If not, Charleston will not make it easy for them come game day. So Chucky Hughes will be with us in hour two. But it is super week the big game is on Sunday, Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. And our coverage all week long is brought to you by Original 16 Canadian Ultra. Lager, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. And joining us to talk about the big game and part of our team of NFL insiders is Jim Lang, has been for quite some time. Hey, Jimbo, thanks for sitting through the bake there. I appreciate it. Hey, this Super Bowl week, what memories are coming back for you as you've covered, I believe, five in person?
3: Uh, Well, hi, Rod, Uh, a couple of the memories for me that come up is the actual being there because you have media day and then you're there in the morning talking to the coaches and then talking to different players. But that's what's so different about this week because the Chiefs are in Kansas City all week. They're not arriving into Tampa until Friday going right to the hotel and they won't leave that hotel till they're at the game. And when you're around the players at the morning availability, the, the non-key players. So you'll have basically like banquet rooms at a breakfast buffet that you can just sit around and actually have a conversation with the players away from a lot of the, the maelstrom. Like you, you have quality time with people like Rod Woodson, and Dallas Clark, and really get to get some off-the-record and on-the-record information that you're just not going to get anywhere else. And that's some of my favorite memories.
2: Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. And isn't that odd that you could be playing in a Super Bowl and not get to town until 48 hours prior to the game? Probably exactly what Andy Reid wants. And before we get into the, break, uh, the breakdown of the matchup, how about Tom Brady telling Media Day yesterday that he would like to play past 45? Why wouldn't he? He looks 23, not 43. Now, I totally am on board with that, Rod. And for these reasons,
3: Tom Brady, to his credit, each five years, if you look at five-year segments of his career, he has changed his training, his rest, his sleep patterns, his diet, pre-game and post-game to make himself better. So right now at his age, at 43, he eats better, sleeps better, trains better than he did 10 years ago. So his body is limber, more flexible, stronger, more able to withstand the rigors of the NFL season and the off season. He's, he's always thinking, how can I prepare myself, mind, body, and spirit for the next game? I mean, everyone jokes about it, but you know, he eats avocado ice cream because he's done the research and for his body, it's healthier. There's all these foods that we take for granted that he will not eat. There's all these things that he does training wise that look weird, but I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Look at how effective he still is at 43. And the way he takes care of his body, the way he trains, the way he studies, the way he's such a student of the game, the, the only reason that Tom Brady's going to stop playing football is because Tom Brady decides to stop playing football. Because yeah. I, most athletes get to a certain point, they just, it, it, the, the mental pressure to train and work out and eat and sleep to that level week after week, month after month, they get tired of it. He still hasn't.
2: No, I know. And Bo. here's what people don't understand, because I remember watching the Super Bowl when they came back from 27-3 down to Atlanta or 28-3, whatever it was. And yeah. one of the guys I was watching the game with, he goes, I wish I had Tom Brady's life. And I'm like, no, you don't. You, you don't have the discipline to commit to what Tom's doing, nor do I. I'm not giving up coffee or sugar or no. all the things that Tom does. Right? That, it's not the life that you think
3: no, I mean, he won't eat strawberries. Like there's, it's bizarre. You can go down and Google all the foods that he will not eat because he's done research. I'm like, I love strawberries in the springtime. I'm not like, like, you, I'm not giving that up. So there's a price to pay for any athlete at that level of success. Sidney Crosby, LeBron James, Tom Brady. You look at the elite athletes at their sport. It is a complete commitment 12 months a year. They might give themselves a few weeks off a year for family time. But the families have to understand that it's a 24-7 job, studying, film work, training, you name it. It's, it's, everything is going in to make him the best athlete possible every time he steps on the field to play. And there's a lot of athletes that get to the point where they can't do it anymore. But mentally, they burn out, and then they retire from their respective sport, and they want to eat a pizza on a Friday night. They, they, they wanted to oh. sit by the poolside in the summer. You know, I remember. I remember, remember jarell
2: you know, Freeman. Yeah, the rider great went on to play with the Colts. The first thing he did yeah. when he retired was he went to Five Guys. He's like, I haven't been able to right. have a burger for ten years.
3: <laughs> now, do you think about
2: that sacrifice? I mean, I'm yeah. not giving up Five Guys. No, exactly. I want to just chime in with some comments from some viewers. Gary Lincoln says uh, a bit late greetings from Winnipeg. Liked and shared. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Lemuel Alquino says Brady has every right to play past 45. The dude is toned and disciplined. He's 43 and carried the Bucks to the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. How, why would you yeah. not want him 40? He's better than guys half his age, literally. And then one more, Chris Bird in Toronto says, so no beer and wings before the game for Brady? Not before, <laughs> not after, potentially not ever. But our poll question today for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center, Jim, is it's a prop bet. Who will have more passing yards in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? And the way I've, and I'll get your opinion on this in a second, but the way I'm looking at it is, as much as I love Brady, Mahomes will pass for more yards because I think they're coming after Brady hard. So it's going to be a short passing game, relying a lot on Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones in the run game to negate that attack, that rush. So Mahomes will probably pass for more yards. I still want the Bucs to win the game, but that would be the way I'd lean on that vote. How about you?
3: I'm going Tom Brady for this reason. The injury to Eric Fisher in the Chiefs offensive line last week was a tough, tough blow for Andy Reid and Eric Biennemi and that Chiefs offense. The offensive line had already been patched together because of a number of reasons, and now they're down to second and third stringers at key positions in the offensive line. Ask Aaron Rodgers how effective Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Baradaw off the edge, getting pressure and Todd Bowles knows that he's going against a a weak offensive line. They will try to get as much pressure as possible. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes still is dealing with a toe injury and is as mobile as he is, isn't quite as mobile as he was if he was 100% healthy. And the other reason I like Tom Brady to do it is he has a unique ability to not lock in a receiver and spread the ball around you. If you take away. Evans and Godden, he will spread the ball around to other players. He doesn't care if you're open, he's going to throw it, catch the ball. I I'm really like Tom Brady's chances to, I mean, I'm the stock be a huge margin, but I have concerns about the Chiefs and their offensive line and how much time Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw the football. The Chiefs will have to rely on developing some kind of running game to keep that front seven of the Buccaneers at bay. Todd Bowles and that front seven know that they can get pressure. Now, if you're the Chiefs, This is from Super Bowl 42. And the defensive coordinator for the Giants in that huge win over Tom Brady and the Patriots was Steve Spagnuolo, who happens to be defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the key to stopping Tom Brady is not pressure on the outside, it's pressure in his face. So you need to find a way between the two A-gaps to get pressure right up the middle as fast as possible so he doesn't have time to get set. He's a real rhythm quarterback, three-step, five-step, top of the drop, let the ball go and he's just firing it away. But if it's in his face, he doesn't have time. And Tom Brady, as fit as he is, is not gonna run around like a like a Deshaun Watson. So that's where the chess game is gonna be fascinating for this game. Both teams have some weaknesses that concern them. Both teams are stocked with great offensive talent. Both teams have elite quarterbacks and both teams have great coordinators and great coaching staffs who could try to exploit. So expect a game that goes back and forth, like a heavyweight title boat, and the team with the ball at the end of the game likely will be the winner.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I've got 37-30 Tampa winning, but that's the only reason why I don't think Brady will have the passing here. I don't think you're going to see the chunk plays to Mike Evans and Gronk and that group. And A.B., like, where's he been? But but anyways, I want to say this and then move on to hockey because the Leafs are number one in Canada, Jim, so I'm going to give you that. But one of those Super Bowls that you covered was in Tampa, correct? It, it certainly was. It's one of the greatest football games I've ever seen. Super Steelers Bowl. Steelers
3: Cardinals? It certainly was. I mean, I was sitting there in the media stands on the 35 yard line looking straight down on James Harrison taking that ball, 99 yards for the touchdown. And the fascinating thing about that game is Dick LeBeau. And I talked to Ryan Clark about this two years after that Super Bowl at Steelers training camp. So Dick LeBeau had the Steelers defensive backs playing like they would to receive a punt because Larry Fitzgerald had laid waste that playoffs to every defense he had seen. So they were playing their safeties like they were back to receive a kick, thinking no way we're going to get Larry Fitzgerald to beat us. Well, sure enough, Kurt Warner started throwing short pass and short pass, and the defense started to creep up, and then Larry Fitzgerald to slip behind them, and it was a 66-yard touchdown, and the Cardinals had the lead, and that stadium was going bonkers, and then the famous play from Ben Roethlisberger to Santonio Holmes, where he dragged the toes in. It was, I mean, I mean, the stadium was vibrating at the end of the game. Uh, It was heartbreaking to see Kurt Warner and the Cardinals walk beside us before we went on the field for the post-game interviews, looking utterly dejected, but that is one of the greatest playoffs in a losing cause. That whole run by Larry Fitzgerald I'd ever seen a receiver. He was virtually unstoppable and it, it took a miracle play from Roethlisberger to Antonio Holmes to win the game. But yeah, just an incredible stadium, an incredible place for a football game and a memory I'll never
2: forget. Well, the reason I brought that up is for those that aren't familiar with the Tampa area, I got a really good friend, Dan Goodspeed, who was on the 03 Buccaneers that won the Super Bowl. So I was at a game in Tampa. Oh, yeah. And Goody's like, hey, they're honoring me at halftime. Why don't you come down? I have photo evidence, by the way. Did I ever tell you this story? Yeah. Guys? And so I said, no offense, Goody, but you are a backup right tackle Why are they honoring you? (laughs) You know me, Jim. I would ask that question, right? And Goody just laughed. What? Well, that's me. And he goes, he (laughs) goes. Listen, there's only like five of us that live around here: All Stott, uh, Brad Johnson, the quarterback, and Rondé Barber. And he goes, and John Gruden's here, but he'll have nothing to do with the team since they fired him. He's still upset. No, so he's like, every fifth game they bring me in as the featured alumni. It's hilarious. (laughs) They would say, so if the Bucks win this one. With all due respect to Dan Goodspeed and that crew I just mentioned, they're going to have new heroes in Tampa Bay.
3: Well, I mean, and then Tom Brady's legacy in the Mount Rushmore, not just of the NFL rod of great athletes sports. in the history of yeah. pro sports, is forever cemented to, to leave the cocoon of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And everyone said it's Belichick and the Patriots' way to come to Tampa Bay, new coordinator, new coach, new city, new teammates, and to put the team in a position where they are right now, if he wins this game at 43 in his 10th Super Bowl with a new team, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, there's only a handful of athletes in the history of sports of all sports that deserve to be put in the same categories at accomplishment.
2: Good for him. The greatest of them all. Um, so, Hey, the Leafs, is this the best Leafs team ever? I'm the first one to say that. You know, you know what I'm saying, but the, I'm just saying no, the first place, What's, what's been
3: great is Sheldon Keith, instead of being dropped into the middle of a crazy season after Mike Babcock was fired is getting an off season, getting a training camp and getting an opportunity to build a team and have them play like he wants, getting additions like Wayne Simmons and TJ Brody to augment what they already have, if they actually hold leads, they can win one goal games. And when they're winning one goal games, that's bad news for the rest of the all Canadian North division. Because a lot of people assume the Leafs can't hold a, a lead and can't win one-goal games. Now, if they're doing that with all their offensive power, firepower and their power play, it's going to be scary for their teams the All Canadian North Division. I just hope it gets hope because the Montreal Canadiens have been so good this year that we end up seeing a Leafs-Montreal Canadiens playoff series. Because we haven't seen one since 1979. And I think as a hockey fan, for selfish reasons, I'd like to see it.
2: Me too. It's been a fantastic year for sports. That way in the major leagues. Jim, thanks for this, man. Enjoy the game, and uh, let's do it again soon. Loving it. (laughs) Me too. Thanks, Jimbo. Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert. I've been calling him that for years. We've been on the same team for years, and I love it. In our coverage of Super Week, brought to you by Original 16 Ultra Lager. Right, dupes? You got it. I want to mention before we break and come back with a sports update, viewer takeover that the Kinsman Telemiracle fifty fifty raffle online is live now. You see the total over my shoulder. It's growing by thousands every day. We're now inside a month before we make the grand draw. Again, you can purchase your tickets at telemiracle5050.ca Raffle proceeds will stay in Saskatchewan. We'll be part of Telemiracle 45 supporting the work of the Kinsman Foundation. If you don't know what that is, they're helping people every Day, improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. I don't know anybody that does more for this province than the Kinsman Telemiracle.
0: Yeah, it's a So wonderful.
2: purchase your tickets. This is your way to participate. Kinsman 50, or sorry, Telemiracle 5050.ca. The draw will be made on February 26th, announced on February 27th as part of Telemiracle Miracle 45. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are going to get to a sports update here. I was telling the guys at the break, this show is just so much fun. And it's not just fun for us. It's fun for everybody. Right? The viewers who, who I'm watching YouTube, I jumped in our YouTube live stream in the break. And James Thrice is watching on YouTube. He says to move the CFL to the United States, it would be best to move the season up a month and a half too, just to avoid scheduling conflicts. That was point five from my quick six is can we just take the CFL into America for 2021 where they can have crowds and they're actually playing sports? Some people thought I was crazy. Some people think I'm on to something. You know that I will be long dead. It'll be 50 to 100 years later after I died, and people are going to go, that guy was a genius. Mm A lot of great, it's going to do me then. (laughs) Lori Bursey says, I would be more than happy to subscribe to a pay-per-view model until we can attend games in person if it means the CFL gets up and running. Can we get somebody with a CFL to come out and say, it's not happening. We have a TV deal. Unless I've completely missed... No, we got to stop talking about the pay-per-view because you hear it all the time. I know. It's not happening. Uh, Sports update. Johnny Goudreau scored in regulation, then added the shootout winner as the Calgary Flames down the Winnipeg Jets 4-3 at Bell MTS Place. The winger beat Connor Hellebuck on a nice move between the pads in the fourth round to secure his team's second straight win. Calgary defenseman Christopher Tanev scored from inside his own blue line on Hellebuck for his first goal with the Flames. And I know they call him Hella. He's getting roasted, not only by Jets fans, but I kind of have a bit of a problem with the worst play of the day. You're making somebody look bad every day. Now, of course, you know, my, the hair on the back of my neck stands up when it comes to these things, when the goalie's made to look bad, because it's usually the goalie that looks bad. right? And did you notice the goal by Tanav? The puck hooked right at the last minute. It always does. Those are incredibly hard to stop. It bounces right away or it hooks. Like So again, I get triggered a little bit and I always defend the goalies. I've had those happen to me before. I'll never forget. I was playing a game and a guy flipped it in from center ice and it hit the post right here behind me. I lost it in the lights. And Warren Terry, his nickname was Dog Nuts, He skated up to me, and he goes, if that puck would have gone in, you'd have been one dead goalie. And I said, well, it didn't, so line up for the face-off. I'm really going off on some tangents here today, aren't I? Just just wanted to threaten you to threaten you. Yeah, if that puck would have gone in, you'd have been one dead goalie. (laughs) His other nickname was Egghead, Ego. But I personally like dog nuts the best. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli scored against his former team for the sixth time this season, and the Montreal Canadiens topped the Vancouver Canucks 6-2 at Bell Center. Jeff Petrie had a three-point night, including a pair of goals for Montreal to help snap Vancouver's four-game win streak. How is Jeff Petrie not brought up in the Norris discussion every year? I saw a tweet, actually. He's so good. Yeah, that he should be in there. And it was Really? Yeah.
0: I know, and, and it was a cast-off, right? From Edmonton. <laughs>
2: Don't get me going. Ah, hey, thank you, Chris Bird in Toronto, for p- chiming in with this. Trouble in the bubble, Chris Bird writes. Connecticut Whale have withdrawn from the NWHL Isabel Cup Tournament in Lake Placid, New York. No official reason given. No, but I believe it was because of COVID, and they're the second team to do that. There will be a strong Manitoba presence at the upcoming Scotties Tournament of Hearts as five teams from that province have been confirmed for the 18-team field in Calgary later this month. Tracy Flurry's team, was, as well as Mackenzie Zacharias and Beth Peterson, will join provincial representative Jennifer Jones and defending champion Carrie Einerson in the field as wild cards. Two-time Scotties champion Chelsea Carey will be substituting at skip for Tim, Team Fleury. Fleury says she's staying home for family matters. And there will be no running of the bulls again this July in Pamplona, Spain. It's being canceled for a second year because of COVID. The nine-day festival is Spain's biggest international event. I don't doubt that for a second. Don't you just love the running of the bulls? Would you ever do it? I've done it. Not in Spain. <laughs> you know, I was going to say you've done it on the farm. I did it on the Peterson farm. Can I tell you, it was only one bull, not several. But I was walking across, I've told this story before, but for all our new viewers, I was walking across a three-corner pen, and I did the cardinal sin. I turned my back on the bull, and my brother Reed, from, he was like 50 yards away, across the corral, yells, Running! And I turn. I scissored, scissored about a five-foot fence. And he goes, oh, yeah. he goes, if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I would have never believed it. So that was running of the bulls, milestone style. You know, when a
0: family member is crushed by a car That with superhuman strength, when a bull is coming at you, you get superhuman athletic ability to scissor the fence. But the, the difference is, yeah, there's only one bull, but there's only one of you. So he's got nobody else to go after. Oh, yeah. He
2: saw red, as they say, I'll never forget. Over that fence. Didn't even split my Wrangler's. This sports update for Baller's Rec Room. They can handle all your food and fun needs. By the way, call them to reserve your table for Super Bowl 55. Mm-hmm. Space is limited at Baller's Rec Room, the province's newest entertainment destination. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Alan Hordell watching. He says, according to rash, 7 out of 10 CFL employees let go at the head office. Our women does not look good. We covered that in the quick six, and no, it doesn't look good. I'd I'd like to think it's just a coincidence. If you want more on this story, go follow Arash's timeline. But more importantly than that, Alan, you want to hear a story? Yeah. His nephew, Craig Hordell, wrote me anonymously on Twitter over the weekend under a burner account, and he goes, guess who this is? He's discovered the show in Edmonton. Now, I didn't know who it was at the time. And he goes, we were on the PA Raiders together, and after every win, we used to play Colin Baton Rouge by Garth Brooks. That was the song on the bus for the Raiders. And I'm like, you're going to have to give me more. (laughs) And he says, well, I started the year with Brandon, finished the year with the Raiders. Greatest year of my life. And there was a few other things. I said, Craig Hordell. And that's who it was. Wow. 28 years later. Like, how unbelievable is that? Yeah. That's, that's
0: taking it back, but... Running it back. Running it back. Makes you feel good, though. Oh, yeah. Thinking about those
2: times. We today. played Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge on the bus, and you know who was also on that team? Shane Knighty. Yeah. Now with the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights. So I just, wow. One thing about the pandemic, this has all sucked, but I've gotten in touch with so many of the old hockey players have reached out. It's unbelievable. That's the great thing about social media. Uh, Neil Shuchuk's watching in uh, Whitecourt, Court, Alberta. He says he's related to Herm. That's his son, Herm's son, Craig. Herb was the longtime sales guy for the Blades.
0: Yeah, for and the then Saskatoon went to blades. the uh, the auto clear. It was the Auto Clearing Motor Speedway at the time. I worked yeah. with Herm at the
2: track. Uh, just how long till we break? Let's break now and come back with a little longer viewer takeover. Okay, so we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com.
1: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back,
2: everybody. It's the viewer takeover segment, and this is just going to... Blow your mind. I was talking to Jim Hobson this morning. Hall of Fame, Canadian football Hall of Famer, former president of the Rough Riders, two-time Great Cup champion. And I said, Jim, you're not gonna believe it. One third of our viewers are in America. And he's just like, What? I said, I know I don't get it either. But they love the CFL talk and they love the hockey talk, neither of which they get in America. So I'm sitting here on the YouTube feed and I'm going back and forth with these guys. So I knew we could have spent all of Monday on this. Oh, yeah. When I said we should move the CFL to the USA for 2021. So from some of the viewers, James Thrice writes in. He says, I'm in Oklahoma hosting the 2021 CFL season and the states would be best in Texas. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a stadium that can hit that can sit 20,000. Sorry for the reference. Sorry for you PETA people. That was his phrase, not mine. I don't personally have a problem with it uh rich allender says i'm not worried about seating capacity a lot of u.s football fields are already squeezing the first rows of seats in for space i think people are underestimating the popularity the cfl would have if it was played in america because if you saw the replies to me most people are like nobody would go they don't care about the cfl in america what do you know you don't know
0: How many people showed up for the XFL?
2: We we couldn't. There was like 45,000 in St. Louis. St. Louis would be the first place I'd go with the CFL. And people were saying, oh, the fields don't fit CFL standards. How do you know? Just if they're all chalk, redo them. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So and then to the Prairie Mobile text line, which a lot of our comments I've come from there. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaskTel Mobility Dealer. 306-840-8777. That's 840-8777. Ray, in the six, writes, Rod, if the CFL is going to play, why would they cut 10 employees now when they should be ramping up? It sounds like the CFL is not sure what they're doing. Timing is curious to me. But I get it. Cost cutting is big for them now. Did Ambrosi take a pay cut? I can answer some of your questions. I believe Randy Ambrosi took a 20% pay cut from his $750,000 a year salary. A lot of stress on the guy. it has got a big job. He's got a big job, so I'm not going to talk about whether I think he's overpaid or not. But what I will say was when I came into the CFL in the 90s, there was like five people in the CFL office. That's it. And now there's what, 90? This league grew too big for the, and the revenues didn't support how big it grew. So, cutting people, making them do more, actually makes it sound to me like they will play. Right? There's just a lot of people drawing big salaries in the CFL that nobody can figure out what they do. Those are the people that are <laughs> clinging to this like grim death. That's what I think. We're going to have to continue this over an hour or two, but from Leonard. From the five three six. He says, I totally disagree, Rod. You didn't deserve to be kicked out. He's referring to me being kicked out of the Ottawa Red Blacks walkthrough twice by Jamie Elizondo, their offensive coordinator, who was now the head coach of the Edmonton football team. I said to Clark, let's get him on and let's bury the hatchet over that. And I distinctly remember saying at the time, Darren, I've been kicked out of far better places than this. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. So it we was national news. From Donna, thank you, Rod, for saying it. Saying what? That the CFL was overbloated? Yeah. Next hour, overall badass Amanda Ruler and the big one you're all waiting for, Charleston Hughes and Johan Lazinski. Stick around. Hour two coming up after this break. Here on Game Plus or your favorite
1: digital platform. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.